0: Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artists, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, The Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia.
2: Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Bright Side with Technician. and today is November 4th, 2015. Glad to have you on. Today's show is all about coping with life, getting out that chaos to find the clarity that we all deserve, how to get us stuck out of these situations that we put ourselves in. Sometimes we don't want to jump out on faith, but we have to know when to trust our own self. And the trust in God above, you got to believe in that. That's the most important factor. But here with me, to probably help you who are all in that same position, who don't have the nose and don't know what exactly to do, you're probably afraid to make a change. You're probably afraid to be successful. But to take that fear, you got to ball it up because resistance does what? It only makes us stronger. But here with me is Alex Braddy. Was, she was a superstar in the public opinion polling field, one of the youngest partners ever in the prestigious Washington Research Firm. Her job was to listen to people and find out what they think and how they feel. She, she tuned into their emotional responses to get deeply in touch with their wives and life. And now, with all of that, she has tremendously published a book, and it's remarkable, too, from chaos to clarity, getting unstuck, and creating a life you love. It's a central quick start guide to getting your life back on track, baby. So do call in at three four seven four two six three seven five one. I actually want you to call in. I will not have the chat box open for you because I want to hear your voice. I am not going to leave it open for you. You will not be lazy today. You are going to do your own work by actually calling in and let your voice be heard. So please do that for me. Alex, thank you for taking out your time out of your busy schedule to be on the show today. I appreciate that.
1: Oh, Technisha, thank you so much for having me. It's really my pleasure to be here. Yes. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I was having a little chuckle at uh, you telling your listeners they got to do their work today. They need to call in, not just, you know, phone it in, as it were, <laughs> or right. online they it in. they got to get on the phone line. <laughs> yeah. Right, and
2: that's what it's all about. In order to be successful, you have to do the work. People think it's going to come to you and somebody's going to throw you the breadcrumbs. Uh-uh. You might do want the breadcrumbs, right. but you you got to go out and work hard to get those breadcrumbs. Now, that's Alex, right,
1: and it is all up to you, absolutely right.
2: Now, Alex, we I think every once in a point of our life we all have been there, we've been stuck, we don't know exactly where to go. And the first main thing I think of when I think of stuck is your own situation, your own living habits, being stuck at the job that you've been probably doing for 20 or plus years, getting tired of being the same thing over and over. It's like the was that that Quick Trip commercial where the woman constantly doing the same routine over and over, singing the same song, getting the same meals. So finally, she just turned herself around and go to Quick Trip and get a fresh sandwich, and now her life has turned right side up for her. And I think that's how people want to do, but they're afraid to get out there on their own. You hear it. You need to change. You need to change, but, you, but you're but too afraid. you like, okay, if I get out there, will I be able to take care of myself? I got a family. I don't know which way to go. So Alex how how can they get they stuff out of that mind frame just to step out on faith?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking it. Well, I mean, first off, the mere recognition that something has to change, that's a start right there. The fact that you do notice that you're living Einstein's definition of insanity and just doing the same thing and expecting different results. Just having that initial awareness is the beginning. But of course, then we do have to take that journey. We've got to take the steps, right? But that the next step after that initial recognition is realizing that we have all the answers in us already, right? That it's not about other people and what they said, did or did not do, and the things that have happened to us, and that, oh, we'll just be better if this thing changes. Yes, those are all experiences we can learn from, but we first have to acknowledge that we create our own world, we create our own experience. And my book walks you through how to realize that and how to understand why it's all our own creation. And then it helps you understand how to recreate whatever aspects of your life are not where you want them to be right now so that you can start taking those little steps towards what you want. Right. And I noticed in your book, you say, let's be clear,
2: wherever you are in your life journey, it's okay. It's where you are meant
1: to be right now. Exactly. It really is. I I mean, all the experiences that you've had have led you to this place. And whether you realize it or not, you made choices to get here, right? Sometimes we may think we don't have choices, but we do. We always do. And those choices lead us to where we are today. And it's about looking at your choices a little differently if you want your life to change. So instead of making the same choice over and over and repeating that pattern of behavior, what is a different choice that you can make that starts to make your future become different and not the same old, same old that you've been living for so long? Okay,
2: I do understand that. I agree. I guess it would be the same scenario if you were to say, oh, I didn't have a choice. I had to work. Actually, you don't. There is always, you're right, it's always a choice. You don't have to work, of course, if you don't probably work, your bills won't get paid, but it's still always a choice.
1: Right, and you have a choice in terms of where you work, right? It's like some people feel like, well, I can't leave this job because X, Y, and Z. It's like, really? Is it, I mean, no, you do have a choice. You can go get another job. (laughs) You're not, like, stuck there for the rest of your life. So it is looking at that, like, Each time you feel yourself saying, you know, I'm really stuck, I don't have a choice, I have to keep doing what I'm doing. No, there are different outcomes if you change things, obviously, but you always have a choice. You always can do something differently. You can, and that's the thing, we have to quit holding
2: ourselves back. It's okay to have a little. To me, Alice, it's okay to have just a little fear, fear sometimes make you stronger, but you don't also want that to hold you back from maybe a great opportunity that could be standing you right in your face and you never know because you was too afraid to get out there. And that's, um, I was saying that the other day, you know, um, I don't really like to drive. It's so, it's it's scary. Don't do it. But I know if I don't be able to do it, I could be holding myself back from great opportunities that could be out there to another state because my thing is to become a news reporter. That's, my main goal. That's why I started this show, because I didn't want to just sit around. I love journalism. I love to talk to people. And I think my journalism is a little bit different. It's not to depress the depressing news when you turn on at 5 o'clock and have to watch somebody die. But I like to make people smile. I'm, I like to be motivating. That's the type of things I like to do. So I don't know. Maybe my direction is um, a different way. Um, Now, Alex, um, how does one really, like, just connect with their true self and? Recognize that they already have the answers to their burning questions?
1: Well, here, here's the key to it. you got to hit the pause button, right? Okay. you guys got to step off your hamster wheel just for a moment because, you know, we are all so freaking busy, right? <laughs> we're always doing right. and going and talking, and we're just constant, whether it's social media. Even when we're sitting down, we're still doing, right, because we're, like, scrolling through Facebook or Twitter or whatever you're on you got to get still. you got to hit that pause button and just take a step back from your situation, almost like you're a neutral observer of it, and assess your situation for what it is and accept it, right? Like that's the only way you can actually change it is to first accept it. Even if you don't like it, just accept it for what it is. And then in take the quiet time. Like I tell people, Take five or ten minutes of your day. That's it. That's all it is, five or ten minutes of your day. Go to a quiet space. Get quiet and listen to the answers that you have inside you. I mean – there's more to the process than this that I can get into on the on the show obviously but I do guide you through this in the book like how do you actually connect with your true self because a lot of the time we're listening to all that negative chit-chat that's going on in our head like oh you can't do that you're not good enough who do you think you are you don't deserve to be happy i mean you know the voices right you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. right yeah. and those, those are the ones that hold you back Yes, they absolutely hold you back because if you just let them run rampant and just allow them to be constantly on their track, it's like you can't ever get away from it. But there is another voice inside you, and it is your true self, and it's the positive voice. It's the one that wants the good things for you. It wants you to take that step out of your comfort zone, right? Like to take your example, it wants you to pursue that dream that you have to be a news reporter. Of course you have fears. You probably, when you first started this show, were probably like, oh, my God, what is everybody going to think, or how am I going to be? Will I be able to talk enough? Will I get guests? I mean, you probably had all number of fears rolling around in your head. But you took the step towards it because your higher self, your true self knows that that's the path that you want to be on. And so it's guiding you to take that and you could move through it anyway. So it's really about learning how to quiet that negative voice. And you can just acknowledge mm-hmm. it's there. You don't have to you know, ignore it completely because it's always going to be there. You're never going to get rid of it. It's always going to be there. But realizing, again, that you have a choice. I can choose to listen to that negative voice, or I can choose to quiet it, say, I hear you, but you're kind of an old track. I'm kind of over it, and I'm going to listen to this positive voice I have that says that I am good enough, that I can do what I want to do, that I do believe in myself and my ability to create my dreams. And train yourself over time to listen to that voice over the negative voice. Right, and you
2: explained a little bit about that in your Chapter 2 of your book, Look Inside for the Ounces, and that is so true because we do. We go outside. We have to find confinement with the world all the time. Oh, if you don't say that, then I'm not going to do it. Um, Oh, if you're not doing it, then I'm not going to do it. And we always look for the ounces. We always feel that, oh, I'm alone, and I don't have anybody. Sometimes it's good to be alone. Sometimes you got to quit looking for, and I said this on my previous show, Quit looking for someone to make you happy it is not always in the answer that that person is not the answer all the time we think they're the answer and they're not you have to clean yourself up first it's like your mommy's always say clean your house before you clean someone else's house the same way with your soul and your spirit you have to clean yourself out first before you can do anything else to move along how how are you going to make someone else happy when you're not even happy on the inside and i'm working on that myself and i'm a very happy person but the sometimes the friends that you associate with in your circle can really cause a lie, and you sit back and you think, you because like, I've been thinking a lot of weeks. That's why people haven't been hearing from me lately. I'm like, I'm really evaluating now. Are you really here for me? I Mm-mm. Nope, X you out. I don't mind blocking. And, and then just the same way, like Facebook, block. That's how you have to do people in your life. You just got to block them out because they will. They block you from plenty of your blessings to me. They don't, if they're not for you, then they're going to only be against you.
1: Yeah, well, you bring up two key points there. I mean, you're so right on. You know, the first one about happiness coming from you, not from other people. I mean,
2: right. everybody's
1: got that backwards, right? We think that when we have the dream relationship, the great guy, the great woman, whatever, that then we'll be happy. Or when we uh-huh. get the great job and earn more money, then we'll be happy. It's all backwards. You've got to be what? happy in and of yourself first, and right. then you will actually attract those exactly. things to you. It, that's the way it works. And then, I mean, your what? second point in terms of, like, who you surround yourself with, oh, I mean, it couldn't be more true. I mean, I, I think... Jim Rohn, he's a very well-known motivational speaker, says you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So look around, folks. Look at who you're spending your time with, and you're the average of that. Is that where you want to be? Sometimes we have people in our lives that just – they're not, they're not sort of looking out for our better selves, right? They're not coming from a place of love and, and sort of, you know, supporting what we're doing. They may be trying to pull us down or discourage us for whatever reason. They may have their own insecurities or something else going on. But it does have an impact on us. And, and of course, it sort of heightens those negative voices that we have in ourselves, right? If we're hearing, well, you're not good enough, and then we've got someone in our life that's that's saying that to us, right, that's reflecting that back to us, that's not particularly helpful. So, yeah, look around at, at who's in your life. Are they are they bringing you joy? Are they supporting you? Are they holding you up, you know, and are you doing the same for them? That is a really important piece of this, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Because you'll be looking for the rest of your life if that's what you think. thinking. Someone's going to bring happiness to you in your life. You're going to be digging and looking because it's not going to happen at all whatsoever. You have to. And, and it takes time, too. It really does. People think it's just a short, just takes baby steps to really just get in tune. Get, and, and and this is a good point, too, Alex. We extra, For the ones who exercise, because I just, uh, one of my friends uh, and coach. Just pass that off to me. You exercise so much, but what we forget to do is exercise. You have to exercise. and she um gave me some great books, and I'll make sure I, I'll be able to tell my listeners about those books too. If you're going through a little troubling time um in your life, but um this is what I would like to ask: how, what, what actually just gave you that courage, Alice, just to leave a good paying job and the only thing you ever done professionally in your life, how are you able to muster all that?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, because, and I appreciate your intro, I I did have this, you know, really fantastic job, and it was one of those situations where everything from the outside looks amazing, right? Um, I had lots of clients. I was flying all over the country doing, you know, meetings for them and presenting for them, and why wouldn't I love that? But, I didn't. I mean, the irony is that, you know, here I am sort of tuning into all their responses and what they want, and I'm essentially ignoring what I want and not listening to my own inner voice, right? I love that term, in, <laughs> inner size. I love that. Uh, and so, you know, it got to the point where I was just basically pretty miserable doing what I was doing. I was away from my family all the time. And most importantly, I lost any sense of fulfillment in the work itself. I think that's when it really became clear that boy, I am just basically on a hamster wheel and I am burned out. Like, I'm not even finding joy in what I'm doing. You know, it's not just that I'm tired because of the amount of work. It's that I'm not even enjoying this. I'm not even getting fulfillment from it. So it got to the point where I knew that something had to change. And of course you know, the dirty little secret about that is is that I had to make the change. I couldn't sit around and wait for other people to change or the situation to change because guess what? It wasn't going to. It was just going to be the same thing over and over. So I essentially started on my own journey of self-discovery. I started seeing a life coach and where I discovered you know how to reprogram a lot of these self sabotaging and limiting beliefs that all of us are walking around with right and how to open up to other possibilities and once i under once I did that and I started to understand that I had the power to create my life the way I wanted, I knew i couldn 't stay where I was because it 's like I got this whole new piece of information and sort of like an enlightenment around. The fact that i create it right so i created the life i had even though i didn't like it that was a hard pill to swallow what do you mean i created a life i don't like why would i have done that but i did because of these limiting beliefs i had so if i created a life i didn't want then surely i could create a life i do want if i got really clear about what that was and so Once I realized that, I knew it was time for me to step out of that darkness that I'd been living in and into the light and really start building a life that worked for me. And that's when I started, you know, exploring other options, moving away from what I was doing. And over time, I mean, this did not happen overnight, but over time, realizing that you know, I really wanted to serve other people, and I wanted to help other people navigate their life, and so over time, I became a coach. I wrote this book, From Chaos to Clarity, and, you know, I'm out there speaking as well to motivate and educate other people that they, too, can break out of their cycle, that they don't need to be stuck where they are. They can change it.
2: Exactly. I couldn't agree
1: any more than what
2: you said, Alex, and I And I like the way you said in your book to make a contract with yourself. You know, take out those 15 minutes to develop and focus on your personal development. Sign the data and put a copy of it in a place where you would see it every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. And doesn't that sound kind of ridiculous that we would need to do that? It sounds so simple and almost a little bit ridiculous that we'd need to make a contract with ourselves. But i got to tell you, we have to because we're so busy giving away our time to all kinds of other things, and we just don't even spend a moment on ourselves. But the fact is, hey, when you get on the plane, there's a reason they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first if something happens, right, before even your own child, right? You've got to put your oxygen mask on first and then help others. And it's the same in life. You've got to put on that oxygen mask, and you need to do your inner size. Okay, what is it that I truly want in life? Does any, how many times do we actually stop and reflect on that? We're so busy complaining about what we don't want, but do we ever stop and say, well, wait a minute, if I don't want that, then what is it that I do want? And how might I go about getting that? All of those are obvious questions, but we don't stop to ask them. And until you do, you're flailing around with no direction. You're kind of stuck in this chaos, But you need to find that clarity so that you can move forward, so that you can essentially design your life, right? Instead of living it by default and just going along with whatever it is, you get to make that choice on what is my future going to look like? How do I want it to be? How do I want to build my life? And what are the steps that I take to get there?
2: Right. These are some good, valuable points, and I hope everyone is listening where you can get these valuable points down because this will actually help to create a new you. You're going to shine once you get this all in you. And, you know, just, just listening to you, you could tell you don't found your calling, Alex. It's right there. This is this is it. It takes strength to really just help others. You know, I, I don't think I probably could ever do that. I would really kind of like to give you advice, but to just have it all down to Just know, you know, that's what always got me. Alex, did you have to take any courses on this just to be able to clarify this or it just came from your own personal experiences? Alex, um, as I was saying, you know, you you all clearly found your calling and, and it's awesome that you can be able to help out others. And I was just thinking to myself, I don't know if I could be able to do that because I would be the kind of just probably give you advice, but to know all the formalities, to tell you what formulas to go through, what steps to actually go through, I don't know if i will be able to do that. Alice, before you got into this, were there any steps you had to take, any courses, or did all this just come from your own life experiences?
1: Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, I did a lot of work around this. I mean, the first thing was I did my own work, right? I did do my own work to deal with my own issues, to get clear myself on what I wanted to do. And then when I realized that I wanted to coach, that I wanted to speak, I did. I I took a year-long course on life coaching, like a full certification, because I wanted to make sure that if I'm helping people, I'm doing it from a qualified place. Um, and that I know what I'm doing. That was really, really important to me that I do a really um, rigorous and, and fairly demanding program, actually, to make sure that I was ready to sort of to, to coach other people to write the book and also to speak. But the other really in, interesting thing is, you know, when I made this transition – At one point, I thought it was like a total 180. Like, here I am doing this corporate research work, and now I want to become a coach and a writer and a speaker. And isn't that, like, so different? But it actually wasn't in the sense that I was able to take all these skills and talents that I already had, you know, the skills that I had built up over these years in this corporate gig – and actually transfer them, just use them in a different way. And that's what I tell people a lot. You know, a lot of my clients come and they're, they're transitioning themselves or they're they're burned out and they're looking about how to, you know, change that and maybe they're thinking about moving to something else. And I always tell them, you know, don't throw it all away what you've been doing. You have real skills that you've built over time. You have real knowledge that you've built. And even though you may hate what you're doing right now, you can there are parts of it that you like there are parts of it that you're really good at and you enjoy you can take those and use them in a different platform so I was already coaching people in my research work. It just was a different form of it. You know, I was going into these companies and organizations and talking to, um, you know, C-level execs and uh, coaching them on, you know, what did the research results mean and what are the recommendations, how does the company move forward and implement, right? I was already speaking in the sense that I was presenting all the time, um, you know, research results and, and various other uh, formats. And I was already writing. I was writing reports. I was writing all kinds of things. So now I had all those skills and I was able to transfer them into this new life and simply use them in a different way, in a way that I personally found much more fulfilling. So if you're thinking about that transition, yes, sometimes you have to take steps. Sometimes you got to take courses. You've got to sort of bridge that gap, right, between where you are and where you want to be but you already have a lot of stuff that you can use and perhaps use it in a different way, in a different platform. Okay.
2: Now, tell us a little bit about the book, Alice, From Chaos to Clarity. What makes it different from the thousands of other self-help books that are already out there? Because I can see the difference. I love it. It's straight to the point. It's no... Oh, hold on. Let me go through this one step for you, in terms of your own experiences. But what what would you say is different about it?
1: I love this question because you're so right. There's like a million self-help books out there already, right? Um right. I have to say the key diff for me. I think the key difference is this. Several of those books look at one specific aspect of personal development, and and that's great. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. If you're ready for a deep dive in one topic, have at it. But if you're not sure where to begin or even why you're stuck or why you can't change things, my book is a place to start because it is a soup to nuts guide. It essentially provides a roadmap for how to identify what 's keeping you stuck, which may not be what you think by the way, it may be hiding in plain sight, where it came from, how you can change it, and better yet, how you can move to a place where you are truly creating that life that you desire so it's a it 's a very concise, accessible roadmap and and I would also call it a toolbox. It gives you different tools and techniques that you can use on your journey that help you move along, right, that help you take those steps that you need to take to get from where you are to where you want to be.
2: Okay. And those are, like I said, those are baby steps. You got to be careful and you got to keep everything in order. You really have to be focused when you're going through these type of processes. Um, But where does someone start if they know something needs to change, Alice, but they're just not sure where exactly to begin.
1: So the very first thing is to realize you already have all the answers you need within you right? Like, as we've already said, stop looking around for the quick fix solution to your problems or expecting what? to find it in other people or other situations, right? No. You have to start looking within and understanding that we all create our own lives. And, you know, we may be doing by, this de- by default and not realizing we have those choices, right? So, essentially, you know, I tell people, hit that pause button, right? And start looking at what is your current situation right now? Accept it for what it is. And the next thing is start identifying what you want in life, right? And I touched on this a little bit earlier. You know, it can be difficult for people to know that, to answer that. It's a simple question, but it can be very hard to answer. So start with what you don't like. What's showing up in your life that you don't like? What is it that you want to change? Because that, I believe me, you know that, and you can make that list very, very quickly. Once you have that list, Look at it and use it as the basis for understanding what you want, okay? So if I don't want this, what is it that I do want instead? And when you look at what you want, and this is really, really crucial, ask yourself why. Why do I want that? Because your why is so crucial. Understanding why you want something, that's going to be your motivating factor. You know, if you feel challenged on taking the next step, um You know, like again, to take your example, Technicia, where you want to become a news reporter, and and part of that was to do this radio show. You know, you probably were dealing with some fears around that, but your why, your why, was very clear for you. I want to be a reporter, so therefore, I've got to start, you know, building towards that, and so it helps move you forward. So that why is really important. And then the third thing I would say is start paying attention to your thoughts and where you place your focus. Because what we say, what we think, what we feel, what we believe inwardly, it all contributes to the outward reality we create, right? So realize that, as I said, you hold the power to create the life you want, and it's by where you channel your energy and thoughts. So stop thinking about all the things that are wrong in your life. Start looking at the positive things. Start focusing on the things you want instead of the things you don't want, right? Start focusing on how you want to feel. Start looking at how those things you want, how they can become possible for you, and what you already have or know that can help you get there. Because if you keep putting your focus on, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, guess what? You're just going to get more of that. If you put your focus on, this is what I want, this is what's great, this is what I need to do to move forward, this is what I'm focusing on, this is my why, this is the reason I'm doing it, things will start to show up for you that help you get there. So it's really important where you place your focus and your energy.
2: Right, and and energy is a very powerful thing because I was talking to my good coach friend the other day, and she was telling me about how I spent at least five to ten minutes talking about people who... Didn't mean nothing probably to me. I focus all my energy on them. That's what she was telling me. Quit giving your energy away. We give it away so mm-hmm. easily. That's why you be so tired by the end of the day. You're worried about nonsense. They're definitely not worrying about you, but you spend all that time, look like you want to please them so badly. Quit giving your energy away. That's why I said I'm going to make sure. Besides Alice's book, make sure you get these other books too because you be needing that help. We all do, and we don't think that we do, but we all find ourselves there. And if you're already there where well, you're unstuck, congratulations to you. My hand, my thumbs go up to you automatically because it takes a lot to get to that point. Um, now, you speak on not enough syndrome. How does that play into being stuck in life? How do you begin to even overcome all that, Alex?
1: Ah Yes. (laughs) The not enough syndrome. I think it's something that many of us grapple with. Um, I mean, I know that some of my big ones were, you know, I wasn't good enough or smart enough. And these are essentially limiting deeply held beliefs that keep us stuck and afraid to step out of our comfort zone. We end up just playing it safe and living the same old, same old because we don't believe in ourselves and our own power. Just as you said, you know, stand in your energy. It's stand in your power, right? Hold on to that. And one of the most simple but effective things you can do with those limiting beliefs or those ideas that something isn't enough or it's not good enough, turn it on its head and ask yourself the opposite. What if I am good enough? What if I am smart enough? I mean, that sounds too simple, but So many of us never even stop to contemplate that possibility. We're so busy listening to the, oh, but I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And, I mean, if you're having trouble with that, you know, the fact is that we are all good enough, right? And one way to help yourself understand that is look for evidence of success in your life where you were good enough or smart enough or talented enough Focus on those positive instances in helping you to believe that you are good enough just as you are because we all have those examples. We all have those success stories we can point to in our lives. And when we look at them, when we look for that evidence, it helps us gain a little more confidence around this and and sort of the ability to be able to sort of turn these not enough on their head and say, no, it is enough, I am enough, And, and really believe that and step into it.
2: Exactly. And, you know, just going back to your book too, Alex, the fact that you were mentioning about you have to quit blaming others for your issues, especially as such as your parents. Yeah, your parents taught you things. You learned lessons from But we also have to grow up once in a while. You're not a child anymore. You're a grown woman or a grown man. How long will you keep blaming your parents? You know right from wrong. You hear that a lot of times on talk shows, did they like, "Oh well, it was my parents' fault." Oh well, your parents made you go out there and kill everybody. Your your parents made you go um, do this or that, or shoot up drugs or something like that. Just keeping it real. How long will you keep pointing the finger at your parents? And let's not forget when you point the finger, three of them pointing them right back to you. And and I like that how you point that out in your book. It's okay to have those beliefs, but once in a while, you got to have you got to start having your own values, your own beliefs. You got to know when to differentiate between right and wrong. Now you're
1: old. That's exactly right. You're you're so right. And just you know, for your listeners who may be tuning in, my book is called From Chaos to Clarity. And I love that you brought that up. Yeah, there. You know, when we when we blame people, when we have this resentment built up inside of us, you know, all you're doing actually is holding yourself in place. And when we blame our parents, and like, let's face it, you know, all of us have done that at some point or another, it's really futile to do that because your parents brought you up in the best way that they could, right? And I know a lot of people have not had good childhoods. Uh, a lot of traumatic experiences, I get that. But your parents, remember, they came to being a parent with their own set of limiting beliefs that they have. And, you know, when you think back to maybe what your parents may have heard or seen as a child in their life growing up from their parents, you may get a little more sense of like, okay, well, that's why they believed that, or that's why they told me that, because they come into this life with their own set of limiting beliefs. And then, They pass them along to you because that's what they know. That's what they believe. And you're a child, so you're a sponge. You're just absorbing everything that's around you. But at some point, you get to say, well, wait a minute. That may have been my parents' belief. Maybe it actually served me at one point, um, you know, for me to believe that. But I'm an adult now. Is it my belief? Do I actually subscribe to that or is it theirs? And if it's theirs, do I need to hold on to it? Do I need to still operate from that sense of belief or can i create my own beliefs can i create my own guiding principles for how i'm going to live my life and what's going to work for me and serve me i mean again you know coming back to the the thing i said earlier you have a choice you have a choice yeah. to continue mm-hmm. believing and acting from those pa- uh, you know places of limiting beliefs or you have a choice to say thanks learned a lot from that but it's really someone else's belief. It ain't mine. And I'm going to change it. And I'm going to create my own belief that works for me. You have the choice to choose that.
2: You sure do. You have that. You have that every single day. But people just have to actually believe it. But what we're going to do, we're just going to take just a short commercial break. We're going to come back with Alex and we're going to get a little more discussion in on her book and where to actually get it from. So don't you change that doubt. We'll be definitely right back after this commercial break. Today, my new dad threw a barbecue. Today,
0: my new son and I threw a barbecue.
1: There were burgers and chicken.
0: I burnt everything, the burgers, the chicken, the salad.
1: Ah! They were delicious.
0: They were awful.
1: And then, and then we had watermelon. <laughs>
0: I'm allergic to watermelon.
1: And then we played catch.
0: I broke Mr. Lewis's window. Mrs. Wakem's window. Mrs. Wakeham's windshield.
1: And then, somehow, my hand. My hand! (laughs) And then my dad even let me drive his car. The hospital's on the right!
0: It was a rough day.
2: It was a great day.
0: You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.
2: We are back with a fat, a fat, tablet woman, um, Alex Braddy, with her book talking about from chaos to clarity, getting unstuck, and creating a life you love, creating a life that you deserve. You deserve to be rich. You deserve to be where you are because you add value to other people's life. They add value to your life. And don't forget, we do these affirmations every morning, seven thirty a.m. Eastern, and on Saturday and Sundays at nine o'clock Eastern in the morning. We do. They're positive affirmations, and you can also text eight ten ten to Mill Mind. That's M I L L M I N D. They really help you. And positive affirmations you think don't work, but they actually do. And I've been getting my blessings. It's time for you to get yours now. With um, with all this, Alice. Tell me about this reprogramming process that you actually discussed in the book. Can anyone really do this? Doesn't or does it take more than just a simple process to retrain our thoughts?
1: Well, we all have subconscious beliefs that I I believe are like a program we're running on, sometimes without even knowing it. So. I like, think of it like a computer. You use the desktop applications and you don't really think much beyond that, but but underneath all of it is an operating system that makes everything work. And our subconscious beliefs are like our operating program. And unless we become aware of them and assess whether they're serving us well, we can stay stuck in place or in a pattern of behavior. And the process I have in the book, it's really quite simple. Um, but obviously it takes more than just reading through it, right? You can read through it, but unless you actually immerse yourself in the, in the exercise or the inner size, as I'll say, I love that word, um, and do the inner reflection, it isn't going to work. But if you do, if you commit to it and actually work through the steps that I lay out in the book – you can. Anyone can. And I know it can be a little uncomfortable to sort of look at your subconscious, look at this like operating system we have inside of ourselves. It's kind of like all going on underneath the surface, right? It can be challenging to release some of those programs we may have been running on for decades. But yes, anyone can do it. And, and I advise everyone to try it, by the way, because If you think you don't have any limiting beliefs, think again. We're all walking around with them. We all have this going on in our subconscious. And our subconscious mind is 85%. Only 15% is conscious. So while you may be sort of consciously thinking, okay, well, I want to do this or I want to do that, but it's not happening, and you're getting frustrated as to why it's not happening – Probably it's because something in your subconscious is holding you back. Either it's a limiting belief or it's a fear, a fear of failure, a fear of success, or a fear of the unknown, whatever it is. So it really is a a really valuable exercise to you know pick up my book, Chaos to Clarity, and go through the reprogramming process I have in there because it will help you A, identify those beliefs in the first place, what are they, where did they come from, and then how do you release them and replace them with something that does work, right, just similar to the affirmations you were just mentioning, so that you start retraining your brain, you start having this new program that you're running on that will serve you, that will get you where you want to go.
2: Exactly, because your brain doesn't know hardly anything. It knows what you tell it. See, that's the good thing about having this brain of ours. You put all that positive stuff up there, your brain gonna feed off of it. If you want to make money, say it. Be specific, though. Be specific, because you don't want no ambiguity involved. Be very specific. You want $3,000. Say it. I want $3,000. dollars i told, I say I want to be able to buy my daughter's clothes. I want to have all my bills paid. I want to be debt-free. You have to say your mind will only be able to receive it. Trust me, believe me. It will work, but you just have to hold on. You have to definitely be strong to do so, and that's why you have to make sure you get this book because I think it's just going to help clear you up, make you positive. Um, And as you said in your book too, Alex, um, it's okay Ask yourself, is it okay to feel guilt or fear or whatever other emotion you're having right now? The answer to that question is always yes. It's always okay to have a feeling. Be acceptance for what you are feeling. Don't dismiss it. But also, I would say, you don't want to, don't linger on to it. Don't linger on to that fear because that fear going to hold you back. You got a job out there to do, right. and you don't want that fear to hold you back. But, um, you know, and as you said, positive Positive energy attracts positive energy, and the reason why I say that, too, and I know you mentioned that in your book, is the fact that when I'm at work, my coworkers always tell me, well, you know how to handle certain people. Well, I'm a server, so when I go to the table, I automatically give you a positive energy. There is no, oh, I want to do this, oh, I want you to hurry up and order. Now, let's just Time for me to go, and I'll be like, "Okay, y'all gotta make it snappy." But I always give all positive feedback. That's why I never really get a negative attitude. And if I do, or oh, I turn that frown right back on up and make it smile. That's what I love to do. Cause that's me. That's why I call this the bright side technician. Cause I love to stay motivated. I love to stay positive. I don't. Do, I don't. I don't want the rain in my in my um in my path. I mean, if it rains outside, that's fine. But I don't need no misery in my path, Alex.
1: No, and, and I love the example that you give. It's, I mean, it's like an everyday example. So when you're at work, if you, if you show up kind of dragging and being like, oh, I don't want to be here. Who are these people? I have to serve them now. This sucks. Guess what? You're going to have a crappy experience. But you show up with that up, high energy that you have. You show up with the good attitude of like, hey, I'm here. I have people to serve. How can I serve them? guess what? You're going to have a good experience. Those people essentially bring back that energy to you. And your days go a heck of a lot faster and more fulfilled, I imagine, when you show up with that energy. Um, And I love your point, by the way, about the specificity about what you want. Oh, boy, you can be uh, right on there, Technisha, because If you put it out vague, what you want, the universe will deliver it, but may not look anything like what you want, right? So if you want a new job, get really specific about what it is. Like, what's the commute that you want? What do you want to earn? What do you actually want to be doing in this job? What field is it in? What level do you want to be at? I mean – Get really specific about those things because if you just put out there that you want a new job, well, heck, maybe you'll get one, but it may not be anything like what you truly wanted. And then you're then you're left sitting there saying, oh, well, this stuff doesn't work. No, it does work. It's that you have to, you know, you got to put in a lot of information to get the right thing out on the back end. Yeah.
2: Right. And as my quote I put on Facebook, we all have problems. But just face it, just because because you aren't willing to sacrifice to get ahead doesn't mean your competition won't. And that's the truth for you today. But, Alex, um, tell the listeners where they can actually get your book from and purchase it, and maybe if they want a little advice from you as well, where they can find you.
1: Yes, absolutely, thank you. The book is on sale on Amazon. Uh, it's in paperback, Kindle, and audio, uh, so any which way you want it. The title is From Chaos to Clarity, Getting Unstuck and Creating a Life You Love. And, uh, yeah, I am a coach. I am a speaker. So if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, which is alexbrady.com. That's spelled A-L-E-X-B-R-A-T-T-Y.com. Or just shoot me an email, alex at com, and I'd be more than happy to connect with you. And actually, oh. as a, as a um, part of my book tour, I'm offering your listeners uh, a 20-minute free consultation on how to get unstuck. So if any of your listeners are feeling stuck, if, you know, if, if this is resonating with them, you know, uh, get the book and you get the free 20-minute uh, consultation with me as well for coaching.
2: Oh, awesome. Before you leave, Alice, this is probably a question that's uh, rendering on people's minds. If they do everything you describe in this book and they still probably can't figure out their calling or their higher purpose, what should they do?
1: Well, sometimes it doesn't happen overnight, right? So I'm so glad you asked for that. So understanding your calling or higher purpose in life can happen at different speeds for different people. And I have some clients that use the processes in my book and identify their calling almost immediately, right? And it still took them time to take action and fulfill it, obviously, but they could see it and create that vision and get really clear on it pretty quickly. And then I have other clients who have taken a little while longer. They need more time to process ideas and concepts, but they still get there in the end. I mean, the key here isn't really whether you can figure it out, because you can. Anyone can. The more challenging piece is essentially following through and being ready to step out of your comfort zone to embrace this new calling or higher purpose. So you know, it's you will figure it out. There's no doubt about that. And actually, I have this very cool um, exercise in there to help you do it in, in kind of a methodical way, actually, so that you're really considering all the options. Um, but then remember, once you've figured it out, you know, you're going to need to take that step and step, up, step out of that comfort zone where the magic happens, right, and so that you can actually step into what you're being called to do or what you've found your higher purpose is.
2: Right, you really do, people. You have to really pick up this book. It's it's, it's not long. It's easy to understand. It's no sugar coating. There are some steps in here that will really actually help you, and I think it really would speak to you. It's not one of those books that speaks at you, but really gets it's it's on the same level. It relates to you, and so I really appreciate everyone. If you just go out and get Alex Braddock's book from Chaos to Clarity, getting unstuck and creating a life you love, and remember. If you do like she said, you can get that 20-minute session, which I know you'll probably need that. But the truth of the day for my friend Mary Ellen says, God works in such a way that you are always at the right place at the right time. The universe, God works so you are always at the right place at the right time. You may not feel this way, and things might not always fall into alignment with your vision. And as Alex said, it takes time. You cannot see the entire picture. Remind yourself that God and the universe, orchestrates life to be in perfect balance. When you miss an appointment and feel down, you just are not supposed to be there. Train yourself to see God, the universe, supporting you. You can create your experiences, perceptions, with your interpretation of how God is supporting you. Today, feel lucky and see how God coordinates. Enjoy the day, everyone. I thank you for tuning in. Thank you once again, Alex, for being here on right
1: side with us. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. So fun. Great to be here, Technisha. Thank you, and God bless you. God bless you too,
2: listeners, because God loves you and so do I.
0: Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technisha. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.bricesidewithtk.com.